Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Final Fem Podcast. My name is Jack, and I am here with co-host Sid. Sid? Hello. I know right now that <laughs> Sid did not enjoy mm-hmm. this movie, so... Oh, Let, uh, sure didn't. Tell everyone what we watched here. It was The Lighthouse uh, 2019. <laughs> Ooh. So, so what did you think of, of the movie? <laughs> um, I hated it. And I'm sure I don't want people to come and be like, oh, you only hated it because you didn't get it. No, 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 no. I got it. I just didn't like it. Fair, fair. I thought it was okay. I was kind of on the fence that's, about it. Go ahead. That's a poor choice on so, your part. What? That's fine. It's not. It's no, it's, it's actually a bad idea to sit on a fence like that. That actually hurts. So don't do that. I'm gonna lean towards more. Yeah, I like well, it. So I guess. What the fuck is wrong with you, Jack? <laughs> okay. God. It it was a frustrating uh, movie. It was a frustrating. I movie. just. I. Can we agree on that point? I was bored. I wanted it okay. to be over. Okay. But yeah, it was frustrating. I think the lighting was also really obnoxious. You couldn't tell what was happening for a lot of it. Yeah, there was which a lot was of parts like on purpose. Dark. And it felt pretentious, like pretentious on purpose. And it just, ugh, whatever. Like, it was fine. It didn't, like, upset me or make me regret my life choices. It was just, like, ugh. <laughs> Starting this podcast. <laughs> Actually, that way, that's me. This is supposed to be, like, the other way this around. This is your fault that I watched this movie. I would have never watched this movie in my entire fucking life. But Jack picked this movie, Sid. everybody. Sid, I just wanted a movie I, where we both hadn't seen it, you know? I mean, that's like a I genuine my friend. reaction. <laughs> I promised my friends I was going to yell at you about this one, so get prepared, oh, Jack. Okay, well, I did. I mean, this is like the whole the whole 90s thing, the whole Billy Lewis thing coming back to bite me. Like this, I think this is the culmination of that. This is not even close. Do you know why? Because what? those are fun. Those have levity. Those have a good time. Do you know what this was? A slow fucking black and white dirge with way too much masturbation and mermaid genitalia. Gross. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, You're right. You but oh, shit. we should just get into it then, I guess, if we're going to but talk about the details. Um, Did you want to get into the facts? Sorry, my cat just kicked the door open. You're... You've been attacked by your cat past episodes, right? I know. Well, there's two of them, so they're like tag teaming. Okay. Okay. Maybe they like the lighthouse and they're just fighting back against your opinion on it. I a thousand percent think that's not what that is. Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the longest intro ever. By the way, I wanted to state our tagline again because we don't say this enough. I am the one that does not like horror movies. And Sid is the one that loves them. And I'm not saying it because she hates it in this movie. I'm just saying I think that we said that tagline like in the fe- first episode and then like never repeated it. So might as well say it again. That's true. I would also like to point out this was not a horror movie. No, it really wasn't. Oh. No. There was no really mm-hmm. scary parts to this. Anyway, okay. Let's get into this. So directed by Robert Eggers and written by Robert Eggers and Max Eggers and <laughs> starring... Robert Pattinson, um, Willem Dafoe, and Valeria, Valeria? I think it's Valeria. Valeria? Caraman. So pretty easy. I love that it, like, it's easy to remember all the characters compared to the Conjuring where we had 19 sisters to fucking keep track of. It's like a nunnery, Sid. That was nice, but also step the fuck off the Conjuring. What I will say, Willem Dafoe... And Robert Pattinson both did a really good job acting in this movie. They did yes. an excellent job. 
they yes. acted their little faces off. Yes, they did. I, I agree. I, I actually like the acting. And really, I mean, that's what had to carry this because there's just two actors basically the whole time. So, I mean, yeah. we had to have some pretty good actors to, like, pull this off, I think. Uh, but I agree. It's very claustrophobic. Sorry. It, I just think the movie was very claustrophobic. So if the acting had fallen flat, it wouldn't have worked. So they did a good job, like you said. Yeah. So there's at least, like, one... In the madness that is this movie, there is one, like, redeeming quality. And like you said, I think it's the acting. So, and I will say, like, I know Robert Pattinson from the Twilight bullshit because I was forced to go to those as a significant other at one point in time. And I thought he was stupid. He's just a shiny vampire. Who cares? Whatever. But he's actually a good actor. Good job, random significant other. He is. I'll give him that. But also, good job, your your rando significant other that made you. Good job. Good job. Yes. Yeah. She took me to my first horror movie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Jack's afraid of glitter. That's what this is all really. Yeah, been actually, about. that's what it is. Yeah, I, glitter bombs are like a nuke to me. Oh it's just my god! To a nuke. Jack, I used to glitter bomb my friends' lockers in high school all the time. You're basically a terrorist. How could you do that to yeah, them? Yeah, a sparkly fucking terrorist. You're well, welcome. I you were looking good, but yeah, yeah. Sparkly. Okay. Well, now that I know that about you, and you've committed like local war crimes or whatever, I just I don't know. Now I'm kind of glad we watched this movie, and I like it again. Oh, look, the FBI just came to my door. Oh, no. Thanks for saying all that shit. Oh, no. Yeah, thanks. Bye! Well, we haven't published it yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. This episode is going to be crazy. I can already tell. Um, okay. Moving on. We've covered the director, writers, actors. Let's go to the facts. I got some facts for you. Sid. Great. Sid. What? I'm gonna... What? <laughs> We're going to go over some facts. <laughs> We're going to go with some facts. You should like this. I, okay. Ah, Jesus. Okay. So, William Defoe and Robin Pattinson, they were, apparently, they, like, barely spoke to each other on the set for this movie. Um, because each that. day of filming was, yeah? No, I said I saw that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were being sarcastic. They said they were too exhausted after each day of shooting. So, they wouldn't, they would basically just not talk to each other. And apparently, the weather was actually miserable. So, that was played into that. So I guess Pattinson stayed in like a normal hotel with like the rest of the crew for the movie, but Defoe, he literally went and lived in like a shanty in a like a fisherman's cottage by himself for like method acting, I guess. So he makes poor life choices. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. Like you're already like I don't know, he really wanted to get into a character, I guess. Hard pass. And then like uh which is interesting cuz inversely uh on the set Pattinson would tend to like stay away from everyone during the breaks or during the filming. And Willem Dafoe was the one that was talking to the crew and everything. So it was just kind of a weird, like, dichotomy that they were doing while they were filming this. That is weird. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. That's all the facts I got. So, anyway, let's move on to... <laughs> Ta-da! Unless you... Did you have anything? Did you no, have any... not really. Okay. That, was, that was the only one I saw. Yeah, yeah. The tagline for this movie. The tagline is, there is enchantment in the light. That's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one is, the light has its mysteries. No? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that was better than Enchantment in the Light. Sid, hold on. This is the best Not one. Not by a lot. Oh, Keeping okay. secrets, are ye? Oh, God. Ugh. You yeah, like that those one? fucking accents. No. I don't oh. like any of it. Okay, fine. I, I like that one. <laughs> no. Uh, the budget for this movie. You want to take a guess? Uh, $2. Close. $11 million estimated. Well, yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah, opening weekend. Oof. U.S. and Canada. $427,000, Ah! Suck um, it. Yes. Gross in the U.S. and Canada was $10 million, uh, or it nearly. It was gross. 
Nearly a million. Yeah. Okay. Gross worldwide was 18. So <laughs> I think they're going to come out with a second one, Sid. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe we can watch it. I would love that. I can't. We should go watch it in the theater. I'll sit right next to you and punch you in the face the whole time. And I'll have you escorted out. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy the goddamn movie. Fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of not enjoying the movie, hour and 49 no. fucking minutes. Ah. Can we say it together, Sid? That's too long. Say it with me. That's... This movie was too long. Thank yes. you. Okay. But it's still under your two-hour rule, Jack. I, I I don't get how my rule is now being defined by you, Sid. It's it's really aggravating me. It's your rule. And I feel like I'm going crazy, Sid. <laughs> mm. Good. Good. Maybe I should go into the shack and... No, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, go fuck a mermaid. No. What? Uh no no <laughs> no <laughs> um we should probably say what this movie's about since we've been talking about oh it yeah <laughs> two lighthouse keepers or wikis as we like to call them try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious new england island in the 1890s mm-hmm. pretty much sums it up Woo. one other thing this is in black and white which sure was i will just say that it's that was a choice um, this movie's already bleak as it is. I don't know if they needed that helping it out, but I guess it would have mostly just been like very gray anyway, where where they were filming. It just felt unnecessarily pretentious. It was ugh. like I don't have a problem with black and white, but it was also really poorly lit, and that felt like it was on purpose, mm-hmm. like confusing on purpose, which just makes me roll my eyes. Yeah, I think this movie was designed to make you feel like you're going crazy like the characters i think that's that's what the director was going for Mm, yeah maybe yeah but again that does kind of lend to the like pretentiousness of like i'm gonna make my audience go insane basically and if you didn't like it you didn't get it okay well and then to the point of it being poorly lit so one of the other facts is it was shot on double X stock, and to do that, it's such a, a fine film stock that they need 15 to 20 times more light to see anything on that film. So while they're filming this, the actors could barely see each other, and they often wore sunglasses during night shoots because it was so fucking bright. But they had to use that double X film stock. Those are terrible choices. Also, hi there. Who are you? Hey. Did we just get invaded? Hi, I'm Sully. Sully? Yeah, I'm Sully. Like the pu- Sally. Oh. Oh, wait a second. Sally? I know who you are. Like S-E-L-L-Y? You're, you're Sully the seagull. I know you are. I can tell uh, by the... No, I'm not. Your accent. Your accent gives it away. No, I'm not. What accent? Caca. Go down to Boston, down by the harbor. Okay, okay. Sid, have we stooped so low that we're using animals to do our editing? Apparently. Just don't kill this one. Well, I've been told not to later in this movie so mm. i agree well unlike you don't ruffle my feathers okay. <laughs> here come the bird jokes i can't oh, wait God. so didn't you're it, you're <laughs> didn't you kill uh the the evil dead feller remember you took him to the house and left him in the basement and uh left him there hmm? remember that oh wait you're talking about snowy mm, sure am yeah mm-hmm. what well yeah but Oh, okay. Just checking. I think you have some explaining to do because yeah. what happened to Ashley? Uh, yes. What happened to Ashley, Sid? Huh? <laughs> Listen. You're blaming um, me for Snowy's death. 
Okay. I heard well, some it... really interesting stuff about you. And okay, <laughs> it's not. Look, Ashley contacted me after uh, our last recording, and was so excited about recording and our Christmas episode, and just wanted to be more involved. So we, I had Ashley over, and we did a Ouija session um, because they were just oh. curious. And uh, just hung out, huh? Well, okay, Jack, you were busy, and then a ghost popped out of the board and ate ate Ashley just just ate her face it was it was ooh it was bad um I mean and, I mean yeah and like the chair levitated fell upside down I didn't know what to do so um I just moved I just moved and didn't talk about it so anyways it's fine resting well, peace Ashley what you did buy that like pretty dumpy house like it was probably good to just get out of that place and just leave it. Just just set it on fire and get out of there. Jack. Yeah? That's fine. That's fine. Just uh, You just keep talking, Jack. That's all right. <laughs> I did it once. I'll do it again. Okay, well. Um, Anyways, welcome, Sally. <laughs> th there is absolutely nothing going on. Sully, you have no reason to be concerned. So, so fine. We did not just basically implicate either of us in crimes no. that happened in previous no. podcasts. No, 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 no. What we need to talk about is the crime that this movie is. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't really think that. Oh, uh, you do. You do. It, it was trash. Mm -hmm. okay, a little bit. Yeah, trash. Okay, okay. Let's get, let's get into the movie. Oh, hell movie. yeah. Let's go, baby. Best movie ever. Oops, look a dick. Uh, Sully, if you could just clip that first part. <laughs> Shut up. Getting her Jack. say it was a great movie. Shut up, Jack. And we'll play that. Nope. <laughs> okay. Start me off. This movie. So it tricked me. It. I said start us off. Set you off? Start me off. Start us off. Okay, I will. <laughs> this movie opens on a boat going through the water. And it is. So this movie tricked me because it was. I did not know it was black and white. Oh. So I'm like, oh, this movie's just like super gray. Oh. They're really going for a theme here or a tone. And that theme is depressed. Yeah, it just added to the like bleakness of this movie. Like it was so depressing to look at. It was. Which, that's pretty ironic, because this movie did win, or not win. Trash. It, it won Trash. Tomatoes. Uh, no, it was nominated for Best Cinematography. That... Actually, which, that I think that's actually okay. There were some pretty cool shots in this. Yeah, that's true. So There were some cool shots. You're right. Yeah? I, okay. Take your wins where you can get them, my guy. They're <laughs> not going to be a lot for you this I episode. will. <laughs> good actors and some good shots. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I got so far. Um, so basically, we pull up on this. This boat is look is like sailing towards a very small island with a lighthouse mm -hmm. on it. That's the kind of the introduction to it. Now there is no talking for quite a while, for a long which time. maybe adds to the pretentiousness. So we're just seeing these this acted out. But uh, the boat stops at the island. Mm -hmm. Two men get off, uh, which is our our characters. They're both called Thomas, which is very confusing. So we have Thomas Howard, who is played by Robert Pattinson, and we have Thomas. Wake, who was played by William Defoe. So I'm just going to call them Howard and Wake to clear up any confusion. Oh, over I just wrote them down as okay. Willem and Robbie in my notes because I was like, I'm not calling okay. you Tom and Robbie? Tom. Yeah, I don't know. I was feeling irritated. I'm not doing Tom and Tom. I'll do the Howard and... Howard uh, and, and yeah, we can call them by the actor's name oh, too. Either way yeah. is fine. Uh, but they're basically 
they have like a bunch of crap in their hands and they're looking out to this island very solemnly. I mean, it, again, this is so bleak. They don't, they look like they're being sentenced to like a penal colony or something because yeah. they're so depressed. And they're walking towards the lighthouse. And then there's another two guys that are walking away from the lighthouse with all their crap. So that's signaling, okay, they're like switch, they're doing switching shifts or something. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the other lighthouse keepers. The first human sound we hear. So this is the, well, there's no dialogue. The first human sound we hear is Howard, Robert Pattinson, smacking his head on the roof, and he just says, ow. That's the first word we hear, basically. Yeah. And it's like 10 minutes in. Yes, it is. It is like 10 minutes in. He walks into the room, and we can't see Willem Dafoe, but he because he's like being blocked by like a pillar in the middle of the room. Yes. But you can just, we just find out he's pissing in the, <laughs> pissing. Right. And then he just, this, here's a running theme, Sid. He farts. Like, this is their, their shared bedroom, and he pisses, farts, yes. and whistles while he walks away. And I'm like, oh, I already hate it. This is terrible, and I hate all of this. Great. I got two more hours. Cool. That's how I live my life. <laughs> Whistling, farting, pissing. I really hope it's not. Come on. That's disgusting. In that order. Jackery. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, so we get this, like, we, you know, Robert, Pat, uh, Robert Patton's kind of walking in and is like, I, apprehensive. This is new to him. He doesn't know where he's at. Right. We find out that Wake, Willem Dafoe, has been there before. He, he's, we can tell that he's kind of the veteran and Pattinson's the newbie guy. So, yeah. but yeah, so Howard just, th this happens like right away too. This is kind of a weird thing where Howard sits on his bed and then finds a hole in the mattress and is like digging and like pulling out the in innings of it. Yeah, he finds And he finds like a little... Mermaid doll. Yeah, a little wooden mermaid. Yeah. And he pockets it. Mm-hmm. Keeps... What else are you going to do with the stupid-ass mermaid toy you found in your bed? I, I don't know. I'm not sure why you would take it, but he does. So now we get the we get a scene where Howard is uh, stoking the boiler or the heater or something. He's he's feeding a generator, yeah. a like coal-powered generator that powers the foghorn mm -hmm. to warn ships from hitting the rocks. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. This movie... It doesn't have music. It has like a lot of like sound effects. A lot of yeah, ominous. I can't, I can't remember now. Like a lot of like. Yes. And, and that's it. Just one. And, yes, and one of those tones is just a constant foghorn. Yeah. And it, it's so annoying. It's loud. I hate that. It was bad. It does kind of build the tension because it's like this weird. Yeah. True. Noise, like ominous noise, but it's not. It, it's it's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what I think. Yeah, it was not a good time. So he does. This is he's basically doing his chores for the day, which yeah. one of them is stoking the boiler. Which we see a lot of old Robbie P doing his chores. Yes. So many fucking chores. This movie was like chore simulator. It was just oh my god. How many chores can you fit in one day? And, and it's okay. So we'll get to this here in a second. But it, the way they're like given to him to uh, Howard is really aggravating. Yeah. So they're having dinner. They're sitting down for dinner by gaslight, so it's nice and romantic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wake speaks in a weird pirate parables. Like he's, and what I'm referring to is he, every time he sits down and is about to have food, he says this stupid parable that he then wants to toast with Howard. And Howard, we find out, doesn't drink. Right. Is what I'm, ta what I'm getting from that. For good reason. Yes, absolutely. So basically, Wake, or, or Howard goes and like dumps out the alcohol and then goes to put water in it mm. and then he does he's like fine i'll do your toast old man you know there it's already starting off contentious like yeah. between these two guys so that they go to drink and <laughs> howard just like spits it out because apparently the water 
is bad or something something's bad with the water. Yeah, the water's gross. Wake finds this hilarious and is laughing maniacally at this. Yeah, Wake is played by Willem Dafoe. Did we you said that already? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, well, maybe we'll just go with the actor's name. I think that maybe that'll be easier. So, we find out that Willem Dafoe is Pattinson's boss right. from from this conversation because he's like you're going to he's telling him to do all these chores, he's telling him you're going to do all this all this stuff, blah blah blah. I'm the senior guy so i get to be the guy that goes up to the lighthouse and like which main you know man's that it kind of seemed like that was all he ever did like i never saw him doing any chores or any kind of ship captainry dude just hanging out with that fucking line i'm sorry i mean no, i don't care dudette <laughs> i agree completely because yeah. willem dafoe didn't do anything in terms of uh, chores he's sitting here like he, he and he's an asshole too mm-hmm. so he's like Yelling at Robert Pattinson to do all these chores and says, you got, you have like 9,000 things to do today. Why are you just standing here? You know, like he's, he's such an asshole. Yeah. About it. The one thing in this movie, mm. the, the, what makes it, what elevates it for mm-hmm. me, I can tell Sid is just waiting for this, uh, is it's all the cool machinery. Like seeing the boiler and everything, like <laughs> your eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, just waiting for like what the, else? the working of the lighthouse. The lighthouse was cool. Uh, the, all, I like, like the, the gears and like yeah, I like that stuff. And it's like you know, like 1890s. So it's like it's and it's like a way of like seeing how these people lived in this in these days. If this is historically accurate, which it seems like it is, they definitely captured the desolation of what it would feel like to either be there by yourself or with somebody yes, else. Yes, I don't know. It, it you almost already have like cabin fever as soon as you get on the island. That's what it feels yeah. like. Well, because he at the dinner they. I don't remember if it's Robbie P or I'm just calling him that Robbie P or Willem Dafoe. But one of them is like, yeah, well, we'll be here for four weeks. So I think it's Willem Dafoe. He's like, lighten yeah. up. We're going to be here for four weeks. Like, let's have fun. But then, like Jack said, immediately is an asshole to Robbie P. And it's like, why would why would he have fun with you? You're kind of a dick. He's he's a complete. He's like a he's like a drill sergeant trying to, like, dole out, dish out all these chores. But if he would have been doing some of them himself, yeah. maybe it would have been OK. But he literally would just tell Pattinson to do everything, and he would go up and look at the light. And it's just like, yeah, he he was a dick. He was he was already unlikable, and I was I was hating him at that point. Yeah, same Z. Not that that really got any better. No, yeah, especially with all the farting. God, so much farting. (laughs) Why? It smells like a dead body. Ugh. That's a callback to our Conjuring episode, folks. Oh yeah. Also, he probably just did smell like a dead body. I mean, apparently, in like one of the later monologues, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pattinson does basically say he smells like a a lot of things that are the male genitalia and putting disgusting adjectives in front of it. That's but, true. Yeah. So then we're just kind of cut to <laughs> Sam Defoe is up at the light with his shirt off, and he's just like staring at the like, light. Why? Please go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we don't see the full-ass fucking lighthouse until the very end of the movie, and then we still don't see. Right. Fuck you! Right. They, this thing is, a, like, whatever is in up there and in the light is is never revealed to us. So that it, I, that is, I agree with you, the like, kind of pretentiousness thing. I don't like that. I, I, I want to see something at the end, have all this payoff. So I agree with you on that. It's just, like, <laughs> too magical for you to get your mind around, so it's going to be your imagination instead. Like, that just, wow. Is that our, our friend Robert Eggers' voice that you're doing there? If it was, I'd punch myself in the face. Oh. <laughs> Violence is always the answer, Sid. We know. We're from these horror movies. I talked to him a little on set. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Wait a on. second. You know him? 
Yeah, yeah, I met him a few times. Oh, a few times. You know, we weren't always like close and you know talking real close. Sometimes we were a little far apart. You know, as the crow flies. I mean, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I get that. Did you shit on his car, Kelly? Only on days that end in nice. Y. I like. Were you arrested? What? What? Hey, everybody has their Jeez. habits when they film a movie, you know, and I, I have guess. to keep to mind for good luck. True. Some people yeah, shit yeah, on guess, cars. It's just how it goes. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I'm glad to have Sully here. He, I, as an expert of this movie, it sounds like. so. An expert in shitting. Woo! Well, apparently it does it on demand. Hey. On command. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so he's up there with his shirt off. He seems very out of it. Again, he's he's like it's almost like a rapture thing. He's like looking and like just like staring into the light. Yeah, and we're le- we're left wondering what the hell's going on out there, but we don't find out. Nope. So Howard is walking around. Uh, Patton's is walking around at night and notices something in the water. There's like logs floating into the shore. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's him hallucinating that or not because we learn his backstory later and that kind of ties into that, but. He sees logs floating down, and then he sees a body floating in the water. Yes. Yeah, and then he they cut back to his face, and he's like underwater, and yeah, like he's like water is rising above his head, walking out to get to the body, and the water keeps rising, and then it's like a this weird screaming, and then you hear him see a mermaid swimming mm-hmm. up, and then he wakes up in his stupid fucking bed, going, <laughs> "This is movie was a lot of fun. I had a great time." I think we need to have you describe all the scenes. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, anyway, that was that. a stupid fucking scene. <laughs> and it was. You're going to piss off Robert Eggers. Fuck off! I'm going to shit on his car. I'll make Sully do it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> he wakes up. It's a dream. It's all a dream. Now, oh, the mermaid is played by Valerie Caraman, who we've already yes. told at the top, but that that's who the character she plays. Yes. So now... You know, as he wakes up, we find out it's Pattinson's shift. So he, so what they do is like one is up there is tending the place at night. One is doing up during the day to do all the chores. Yeah. Although, like later on, they're up at the same time a lot of the time. So I don't know what's yeah being tearing, taken care of in the lighthouse or what. But I think as like time went on and they just got a little warped, they just stopped keeping to their strict schedules. Yeah, it time was questionable later on, but mm. anyway. Right now, it's regimented. So Howard is awake. Uh, Pattinson's awake. So to fix the cistern, which is holding their water, which has apparently gone bad or something. That's why Patton, Pattinson spat it out the night before. Yeah. He dumps like a bag. He dumps a bag of something into it. I was wondering I'm not what, sure the what that, is. that was. I thought it was trash at first because I was like, is he like emptying the fireplace, like the soot into the water? But then. Oh, like the ash. Yeah. Then why would that like. Maybe to neutralize something? I don't know. I don't know, like a bag of chlorine or something, maybe to, like, kill bacteria. I don't know. But I assume Uh, Willie is. It could have been iodine. Iodine? Okay. Iodine was often used, uh, at least in my my father's Boy Scouting days, they used iodine to help sterilize the water when they would, like, fill up canteens from the river. That makes sense. Like, iodine tablets? I think it was iodine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it was. Okay. Thank you for the insight, Sully. That's if I'm wrong on the internet, you can uh, email us at finalfemcodcast at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. Finalfemcodcast at gmail.com. That, you heard it for your uh, second, I guess, for me. But anyway, so he neutralizes and like makes the drinking water somewhat more palatable, I guess, by yeah. putting that 
I guess from what always says iodine or something to, to to clear up the the bad taste or whatever's going on. Right. Then he goes to repair the roof because as he wakes up in the morning, he's getting hit in the head with uh, water, water because it had rained or something and it was dripping through the roof. So of course, the foe is like, "I'm not doing anything. You go repair it. I'm not going to do that." So he makes him go repair the roof. He's going to go jack off in my lighthouse. Yeah. So this part. Um, it's the the roof is obviously right above their sleeping quarters, and he takes away a shingle. Pattinson does, and then like peers into the bed, and Defoe is just humping his bed. This whole movie was just how can you like wank off without your roommate catching you? That's all this movie fucking was. It was just <laughs> dudes running around trying to get off without having the other person catch them. The end. I saved you time. Don't watch it. Uh. That's all this movie. That maybe that's what the movers, the writers were inspired it's by. All about masturbation of getting caught by their roommates. Ugh. So they, never mind. Okay. <laughs> they just we're not going too many roommates, and they're like, "How can I make a movie about this?" Yeah, well, you know, write what you know. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So after the humping scene, we uh, go to the next chore, chore <laughs> which is a one that happens throughout the movie, is to gather coal for the yeah. the boilers to so they can run the foghorn thing. And a as he's coming back to deliver it, mm-hmm. a seagull just like pops down in front of the door and just blocks his path. Yeah. And Pattinson's like, get out of the way. You gotta move. You gotta move out of the way. <laughs> he's like, I'll get all pissed at it. It's pretty funny, I thought. A seagull would be flipping him off if it could with its little feathers. That seagull stared him down and like Yeah. Right in his face. Yeah. Yeah. He he did like the bird would not move, so he chucked a piece of coal at it. Mm-hmm. Missed. But the bird, like, screamed at him and then flew away. Yeah. This is, like, a reoccurring theme, the seagull. Yes. Which we'll find out later is kind of the harbinger of all this, or we're led to believe anyway, so. All right. So the next tour, I can't even imagine doing this. But he literally drags a, like, 55-gallon oil barrel up the stairs of the lighthouse. Yeah. So, like, a spiral staircase going up, like, I don't know, 30 feet, 40 feet, whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets up there, and he's about to, like, die from, like, exhaustion. Well, I thought it was a keg and... at first. I, th- I was like, why is he dragging I a keg up a to the fucking lighthouse? He wants to drink, Sid. He's like, let me tap this keg, baby. <laughs> he's going to do a keg stand from the top of the lighthouse to the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dog, this lighthouse going to get lit. Hey. Exactly. Lady titty. No lighthouse, more like frat house. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't even know what you said, but I don't know why. I said okay, that. so anyway, he he drags the oil drum up the stairs, and he gets to the top of the stairs. He's tired of shit, but he like kind of takes a couple breaths, and then he like he's he's like enchanted mm-hmm. because he's right near where the top of the lighthouse is, which is locked. Yeah. There's a lock that keeps him from going up there. That only Willem has the keys to. Right. Exactly. And so Pattinson's kind of like reaching for it, and all of a sudden Defoe comes out of nowhere. He's like, "What are you doing? Hey, you're not supposed to be looking at that shit." And he hands, he like throws this at him, but it's like a small portable oil can. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Use this next time instead of killing yourselves dragging that thing up the stairs." And then he tells him to take the drum back down the fucking stairs. What a fucking asshole! <laughs> and also take this downstairs. <laughs> you fucking what an dick. asshole! Oh. <laughs> 
And you know Defoe saw him doing that and heard him doing yeah. that and could have said that at any fucking moment, him but decided to wait till he was done. All the way to the top before going, oh, what just use this piece next of time. Shit. Also, take that shit out of here. Yes. It was, so we're, we're seeing the slow ramp up of like, if I was treated this way and I was in Pattinson's boots, I would do the same thing. I would go insane being treated like this. This is like a bad boss simulator as well, in addition to the... You also have like no one there to back you up and be like, yeah, he is being a dickhead. It's just you and that guy, and you just got to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Also, this is basically just like manual labor of the movie. It's how much shit can you move in one day to a different location and do all these odd jobs. Mm -hmm. It's That's basically half of this movie, yeah. which I'm sure thrilled you to know. Yeah, enough. it was amazing. So Woo, chores. Well, at least it's good to watch someone else do that uh, and not true. do them yourself. That's true. That's that's the way I feel. Um, okay, so next scene. We are now eating dinner again, mm -hmm. which I I couldn't tell. And, and we kind of discover later maybe what they're talking about what, or what they're eating. What do what does it look like they're eating? It looks like potatoes and, like, chicken. Like, it looks good, yeah. even though it's in black and white. Yeah, it was, like, potatoes, chicken, some kind of veggie. Like, pretty well-rounded yeah. meal. And a lot of it, too. Look at that. Yeah. A good helping. So, so okay. This is where we find out. He, uh, uh, Defoe does the toast again. So we're like, okay, this is a thing. Now. Yeah. Like this mm -hmm. is gonna be every time. Yep. And he's talking in his little pirate parables that he's like, oh yo yo ho ho, go down, don't do that. You know, yo like, yo. <laughs> and it's it's annoying. We have to hear it. <laughs> well, I don't like it. And Pattinson doesn't like it either. No. I also didn't like it. Pirate it's rapper. fucking dumb. Yeah, it wasn't good. So he he actually starts talking this night though. He starts talking to him. And he talks about how sailors go crazy from boredom and that they have the only cure for that is drinking. Yeah. So it's like, oh, red flag number two yeah. is foe. <laughs> and Howard like interrupts his sentences as drink keeps them stupid. You know, that's he basically says, like, that's how you keep people stupid and mm -hmm. them subservient to you. And then Defoe just laughs like he's insane. Yeah. Like he's crazy. Yeah, it was a very unhinged laugh. Yeah. Pattinson then goes on to ask what happened to the last watchman that was with him. Mm -hmm. And Defoe says that he, he gets kind of shooken up. Like you can tell he's affected by this, like the way he recites this, but he talks, he says he died and that he went crazy and he was talking about like sirens and like bad omens and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, and like Defoe is like visibly shaken now. Like, so like you can tell that like he kind of touched a nerve by talking on this topic. Yeah. He also says, because he's, this is where he's like, Oh, I saw you chuck that. Cole at the seagull. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Do not kill a seagull because it's a bad omen. And Howard is just like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Whatever. More tall tales. Yeah. Tall, tall tales is what he says. And then immediately Defoe just slaps him in the face. Yeah. And then, like, there is no warning. He slaps him in the face and then screams no. at him, don't kill the birds. Yeah. And Pattinson doesn't really have to act. He doesn't, he doesn't attack him. He just kind of, like, stands up and is just, like, yeah, he, in shock. He, like, staggers back and just kind of stares at Willem in shock. Because this is still his boss, like Jack said. So, like, what yes. are you supposed to do? He still has to respect him or whatever. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, you know, this is like strike three of strike 400 of basically Defoe going crazy. Or, or, or we... Now get another clue that he's crazy, basically. So now uh, Pattinson's laying in bed, and a seagull just starts pecking at his window. Yeah. Oh, the birds. These seagulls are out to get him, man. Yes, they are. And then we get to see a scene that all this gloss over, because I know Sid doesn't want to talk about it, but uh, we get to see uh, Pattinson's basically masturbating. So. Woo! Yeehaw! Vampire dick! Yep. All right! Woohoo! So much fun. And then he... What? What? So sparkly. Um, so then he takes a walk outside 
because he has his post, uh, you know, you know, he's got to clear his mind. Baby. So he goes outside. I was going to say, Robert was patting his son. Oh, jeez. Mm. <laughs> I'll go. Come get out. Oh, he does that. That's a weird tick that he has there. Next scene. More labor. Oh, no. He, he, no, he goes outside and sees that uh, Defoe is standing in front of the light at the top of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? Pattinson's intrigued. Yeah. Next day, more labor. More, more labor. And and this is where this again, this is more just more stress and pressure for Pattinson. He wakes up to Defoe just berating him and saying he's not doing any of his duties and he's not doing them correctly. He's like, What are you stupid? Like uh, you know, are you lazy? Mm-hmm. Pattinson kind of pushes back finally. And I was like, You guys finally just punch this guy in the in the face and just I hate him. <laughs> but yeah. He basically said, because he's like, I control your wages. And so, like, that scares Pattinson to say, like, okay. Like, I'll I'm... dock your pay if you don't behave. Yeah, and so Pattinson then, like, reins it in and kind of keeps begrudgingly listening or, you know, taking orders. Mm-hmm. Guess what's next, Sid? It's raining on the island. Woo! More chores. While More he's doing chores. chores. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how could chores get worse? When you're freaking having, when you're in a torrential downpour. Yeah. And and she's trying to like, which is wheelbarrow has a metal wheel, which, God, that would suck to have to like control that. What? He dumps it over, it overturns and dumps out all the contents, and he's just like, it, it's like, how many bad things can we line up for this character until he finally snaps? That's what this feels like. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit like Job, where they just keep dumping crap on him until he's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, and then just kind of snaps as we see. Oh, yeah. So now now one of the other chores is that he gets to paint or whitewash the lighthouse. This was this was terrifying uh, to me. I hate heights. Yeah. And what is happening is that Pattinson is like on a little I don't even know what it's like. He's probably sitting on like a two by four mm-hmm. that's held up by ropes. Yeah. And the foe is at the very top pull, holding it and controlling how, you know, his up and down motion as he's like painting mm-hmm. um, just by sitting down. And it was terrifying because he's he's like up there like twenty feet. Yeah, the, yeah. Will, Willem Dafoe is pulling a pulley to keep him to keep Pattinson up in the air so he can keep whitewashing the tower. Yes. And the pulley breaks and he falls down. Pattinson does like quite a ways. Quite a. It looks like I'm not sure how far it is, but it's he doesn't die. He kind of wakes up dazed, but he wakes up to a seagull like ripping at his pants and like pulling ripping his pants apart, and he so he like shoes it away yeah which also that means that willem defoe didn't come down from the lighthouse to make sure he was okay right because he yeah, just there, wakes up by himself yeah there there is no hey buddy how you doing mm-hmm. checking on your uh your subordinate uh, you know like none of that so he just falls he wakes up to a bird pecking at him and then he <laughs> he goes back upstairs the next scene is we we go back to dinner so talk about awkward conversation for that mm. but they don't mention it Pattinson sees that Defoe is writing into a logbook. Yes. And then notices that he, like, locks it away and everything, too. So yep. he takes note of that and then immediately pours him drink mm-hmm. because uh, Defoe loves his drink. Yes. He is a drinking man. So now they're they're trying – they're actually getting to know each other here, or so we think. Pattinson says to call him Ephraim Winslow. Winslow. And so Defoe's like, okay. And he asks what brought him here. And – Pattinson says that he was a lumberjack in Canada and that he basically wanted to come probably a different job or something like that. He doesn't really say much about it. He's pretty cagey. He has stuff to hide. So 
Uh, Defoe basically says that he only wants to work with the sea or by the sea or whatever, and he misses sailing, and he can't because he has, like, a bum leg or whatever. Yeah. He also said he had a wife at one point, but because he was basically a workaholic, she must have got rid of him. He bounced. And then we go back to Pattinson. He's talking about, I've done many jobs, and he's oh, kind of bouncing around job to job and trying to find something he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Defoe kind of thinks he's running from something, mm-hmm. um, so he's already kind of suspicious of him. Pattinson, he was drawn to the lighthouse work because of the pay. Apparently, the, the pay was good, and like the further and more remote it was, the more yeah. money you got. He's just trying to save up money so he can like make a little life for himself, essentially, and settle down. Right, buy land and mm-hmm. yeah, do his thing. We basically kind of get their motivations a little bit, or, or some of their backstories. It, it basically, over dinner is where this stuff kind of spills out. Yeah. They don't really talk any other time because they're one sleeping and one's awake, usually. Yeah, true. So now we see that Pattinson is outside again. He's watching the light. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, and... Wait. Robbie P. asked yeah. Willem uh, why it's bad luck to kill the seabirds. And Willem tells him that it is the soul of the sailors who have entered the birdies. And that's why it's bad luck to kill ah. Thank you, Sid. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you paid very close attention. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. So we get the re- we get the explanation of the seagull thing and. Doesn't that sound because let's let's not forget Willem Dafoe talked about how his his previous assistant guy was talking about bad omens and sirens and going crazy. And it's like, Mm. that sounds like a bad omen, huh? The seagull thing. Isn't that Mm. interesting, Dafoe? Mm, Interesting. Hmm. Mm. He's crazy. Yeah. But guess what? Next scene, chores. We got chores. My chores, baby. Audience, I want you to, if you am. Do you know imbibe? Please take a drink every time we mention the word chores oh and text us. Make sure we want to know if you're okay because text that's a lot. Us when you're drinking, not every time, just at the end of the episode. <laughs> so this night, I mean, because he had such backbreaking work, you think he would just be able to pass out immediately. But for some reason, Pattinson can't go to sleep. He, I think it's because he's thinking about the top of the lighthouse. Woo! And so he goes up there, and he hears. Defoe talking and moaning and groaning. Sure was. And then uh, some stuff falls on Pattinson, and then he sees a tentacle. Big deal. Mm-hmm. A tentacle like slides across the 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 grate or you know where the, the locked door is. Ooh. So now we're into like fantasy land with this stuff. I mean, I guess the mermaid stuff too. <sighs> I mean, yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. This was so fun. I had a great time. I think you're just glad it's over. I really am. <laughs> I will never watch <laughs> this again. Oh, yeah, well, this might move up to my number two Fuck favorite movie. Off, Jack. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, you're not. Sure. I'm, I, I like it better than you, but I, I don't like it that much. Mm. Yeah, so this is yeah, this is where the movie gets weird. It's it's all like the, oh, this is where it gets weird. Shit this and, part, this not, not oh. the other stuff. Okay, got it. Well, there's a tentacle. Yeah, there was a Excuse bunch of me. other weird shit before then. But there's a tentacle. I thought it was a tail, actually. I didn't realize it was a tentacle. Well, I, get, I mean, you can, it's hard to tell because it kind of just like kind of slithers. But I, it looked like suction cups. I was like, is that like an octopus oh, up there or something? Yeah. Or like a squid? I don't know. Squid. Anyway, so of course, what do you do after that, showing that? You immediately cut to the next scene. So here we go. Obviously. Who knows what happened? Yeah. Did he just sit there the rest of the night watching this? Did he Probably. finally decide, I am tired, I'm going to go back to sleep? Maybe he was trying to I've cut enough it of for this. his like, Animal Crossing game. Just like add it on there. Like, oh, like 
Pokemon. Yeah, yeah like on his little Nintendo ten- Switch. He's gonna catch a Tentacruel. Uh-huh. Gross. Okay. Yes. yes. Exactly. Well. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was weird. So now we get to see. Oh, that Robbie P goes to get water, but it's like black sludge when he like tries to pump it out of the stupid thing. Yes. The and I wanted. This is where I wanted some color. Was it blood? What? 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 What was it? What was it? But yeah. we don't know. It was just black and white. It was black, I guess. It was sludgy. Could have been blood. Because what we find out, he checks the cistern, and there's just like a dead seagull just sitting in there, just going, Mow. Nasty. So it's still alive somehow? Nasty. And, of course, our good friend, the one that's been bullying Pattinson this whole movie, perches right on on top of the cistern and, like, squawks at him, and then it tries to attack him. And let's just say that Pattinson has a reaction to this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Robbie P grabs that seagull and up. like beats it to death against a rock. Yes. It was like he does not like hit it once. He beats it to death like 30 times. It was it was insane. Ugh. Gross. So, so I don't know, maybe this is like the signifying like this is where he broke. I mean, obviously he Yeah, right. He knows that he's not supposed to kill these things or he's been warned. And he does. And I don't know. This feels like the point where Pattinson Ooh, breaks. This, like, this is the point where it's just like, oop. Oh, okay. I can see this that, like between crazy. the the tentacle tail and then the murder of the bird. Well, like, how can I forget that? Of Obviously. course, yes. You uh, also trigger warning for birdie. Once death. you go tentacle, you never go back. So, gross. But, trigger warning for bird death. Yes, like normally. Again, we just watched the Conjuring. I did not shed a tear when the birds dive on the windows. Didn't care, whatever. But this was fucking violent. I this was disturbing. It was- to watch him bash this thing against because the, the there's no music there's no stopping there's no like speeding it up it is just him yelling and hitting the bird over and over and over and it's yes. so uncomfortable yeah and all i could think was you're just making another chore for yourself because you have to clean all that blood up now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know defoe is gonna be mad about that blood jack is a practical but despite the fact that it's a secret jack is a practical murderer thank you Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta be clean about it jeez <laughs> <sighs> um, so this this is like the point where I'm like uh, I like the cinematography here so what happens is it like uh, basically he kills it uh, see all that and then we get like a pan and it goes all the way to the base of the lighthouse and then goes all the way up like slowly goes up all the way to the top to the weather vane and we just see it turn and like what we're led to believe is this signifies that a storm is coming because, like, the wind has shifted. Or bad omens if you're Willem Dafoe's character. Speaking of Willem Dafoe's character, he comes up and said, that was a bad omen. Well, he yeah. actually doesn't say that. He says that the winds shifted, and we're getting a shot where we're seeing Pattinson's face and uh, Dafoe's behind him talking to him. So we can see that uh, Pattinson is shook up. Like, he is visibly, like, there's something wrong with him. And Dafoe kind of senses this because he's like, you know, that basically means the storm's coming. We're going to have to prepare for it, which means more chores. Pattinson, mm-hmm. you know that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's celebrate that. More chores. Yeah. So he kind of, like, shrugs him off. He's able to kind of be like, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I, sir. I, sir. Whatever, you know, he has him say. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that, or, or, or Defoe says this to Pattinson, is that he is supposed to be leave the lighthouse the next day because it's been uh, four yeah. weeks or whatever which at that point we were only like 30 minutes in or something and i was like oh god we have so much movie left to go i was like what are they gonna do there's yeah it, it this is it's almost like broken up into acts it feels yeah. like the way this is like four different acts mm-hmm. 
like 30 minutes a piece. But yeah, it, it definitely was like, oh, I, I bet you're not leaving this island, buddy, because I saw the weather vane. I saw that vane. Ugh. Yeah. Think oh. about it. No. No. Think no. About it. Okay. Do it. I'm going to stop thinking about that. We're going <laughs> to move on to the next scene, which is dinner again. Yay! This is our third dinner, I think. Ding, ding. But this time, Defoe is able to convince Pattinson to drink alcohol because, hooray, you're leaving the island soon. And right? caught a crab. Probably. Hooray. Oh, yeah. They, they caught some lobsters and they, so, or crab or whatever it was. And so they're having, they're going to have a, a decent dinner. Oh, yeah. Even all the other ones seemed fine, fine in black too, and white. Yeah. You know what I would do? Mm. I would invent a way to turn your life black and white if you want to eat food that is good for you but doesn't taste good. Because it would look good. Oh. Uh, yeah. And also black and white taste receptors. So you just so it's, you just it's always taste okay. good or it just always tastes okay. bad. It's off or on. Yeah. Support. I support that. Um in my world this is possible. In this uh yeah. lighthouse world I live in. Yeah, now. for sure. For sure. Get out right now. Sit up. The end of you and me. We need what? We need the obligatory Sid song, please. Just singing JoJo to myself. It's fine. <laughs> JoJo Swaya? No, 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 no. Um, JoJo from like a million D billion to years ago. Not that JoJo. That's a different one. I don't know her last name. Oh, okay. Anyways. Million to billion to years yeah. ago. Yep. Just like this movie was set in. So we. Hold on. That song came out in 2004. God, I'm old. old. <laughs> yeah. Cut that. Cut the old part. Oh, okay. <laughs> or cut the whole thing. I don't know. You're definitely cutting this dead air because I yeah, can't no, find my you and me. Um, What? Oh, so yeah, they're drinking alcohol because they're celebrating him. Yeah, leaving. get out. Um, oh, that's why I started because singing, get out. Pattinson wants to leave and Defoe probably wants him to leave. That would be my guess. Get so they're both drinking for different reasons. But they are drinking. What? They're drinking what? What are they drinking? I don't know what they're drinking. Oh. It's just a unlabeled clear bottle. No. But the point is they're drinking a lot. They because it's sure shot are. After shot after shot after shot. Yes. Because <laughs> soon after, they're like, the next thing is they're drunkenly singing. Yes. And like dancing with each other. It's very odd. Poorly. Poorly singing mm-hmm. or dancing? Poorly singing. But they're dancing? They're dancing was <clears> Spot on. For the 1890s, that was like cutting edge. So hot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. Um. So now, um, because they're drunk, mm-hmm. uh, Defoe is actually like complimenting well, Patton. Pleasant to He's be like, around. Oh yeah, you're starting, starting to work hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like you're you're going up in my in my view. Like uh, you know, I have better views of you now. It's like okay. He's basically saying, "You'll work the light in no time," meaning you're gonna graduate to the point where you can be the person, mm-hmm. the the boss, and you tend to the lighthouse. And so Pattinson immediately is like, why haven't I already? Like, why haven't I gone up to the lighthouse then? If you think I'm going to be one, be a lighthouse person or whatever. Yeah. And Defoe immediately becomes angry and defensive. But then they just drunkenly laugh at him. Yeah, he's like, that's not for you. And then they stare at each other and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then it's fine. Yeah. Like, okay. And this this is where we uh, get Pattinson asking for his name. Because he doesn't even know his boss's name. And he finally says Tom. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Wake. So now they have had a night of debauchery. So they're both 
passed out on the floor oh, yeah. in like their long johns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a funny view. Pattinson wakes up first and he, he looks like he is having a rough morning. Yeah. I think he's looking for water because he goes and like chugs the nearest thing, whatever, whatever, uh, like a pitcher or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of he's causing a lot of noise too. But Defoe doesn't wake up. He's he's completely. Yeah, out. they're both hungover. I thought this was funny, and I think you'll like this too. So. Yeah. Um, he takes both of the bedpans and walks all the way to the edge of the island on the oh, rocks, was... and then goes to throw them, and the wind blows the shit in his face. Oh, oh. see, I figured something was going to happen like that, so I just looked away. But it was gross. Do it. What? I looked away. He's walking with poop. You don't like a good poop joke? No, he is walking with poo bowls. Why do I want to watch what happens to him? Gross. The only way I figured that out is when he threw it and it went back in his face. But, like, the way he was walking, he was walking, like, so gingerly. He was, like, like mm -hmm. trying to avoid the landmines, basically. It's like, oh, that's that makes a lot more sense. You knew something. But he just, <laughs> he gets shit in his eyes and he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, screams dramatically and it's great. It's gross. No? Okay. Did you not like poop? Well, get used to it, sister. No, what? Gross. <laughs> Where's my dinner? Oh man. Okay. So back to the chores. Mm -hmm. He he's pushed his wheelbarrow and like looks over it to the like rocks and sees that there's a woman's body and it's as he's like uncovering vines from her face and then also from her torso, but also grabbing her. Boobs at the same time, which, yeah, great. Um, and then he, like, slides his hand down further, and he realizes it's a mermaid because it has a fin. Sure does. Yeah. We're, that's all it has. That's all we're talking about. Oh, okay. And so he, do you have something to say, sir? No, no, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. The mermaid has a vagina. She sure anyway, does. so the mermaid then screamed. It's apparently okay. modeled off of a shark's vagina, which is a weird random fact that Amazon thought I needed to know. Thanks, Amazon. You feel informed now. Oh, yeah. Really grateful. The person that had to do that job. I just, mm. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. Special effects, my ass. <laughs> a mermaid, the mermaid, which, you know, starts screaming, and it's a, it's a, it's a siren song. Yeah. So, tick number three off the box in terms of um, the three things that Defoe kept mentioning. Doom. So he goes back to the the house, to the White House, and Defoe is basically like, why were you screaming? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, why are you wasting your breath screaming? What's wrong, boy? Implying that Defoe did not hear the siren song. Mm -hmm. So, who's crazy now? Huh? Me! Mm-hmm. And then he immediately berates him and says, clean this place up. We had a drunken hell of a night and uh you clean this fucking place up you piece of shit and it's like jesus christ this guy's an asshole yeah, he's not nice now there's like a weird scene where i i, I do like this shot i know mm -hmm. i know i like this shot they're just is that pattinson the, has his arms full of all of vagina huh? the mermaid vagina is that the scene you're talking about? we passed that a long time ago. <laughs> oh it comes back baby it does mm. but no i don't want to focus on that anymore <laughs> What I want to focus on is the stoic Mr. Pattinson holding all of his luggage along with William, William Defoe standing next to him. And they're just standing in like a torrential downpour. Wind is like blowing oh, at them. Yeah. And what they're doing is like looking out to sea, waiting for the boat that's going to come pick Pattinson up. Mm -hmm. And we get that shot for like 30 seconds. It's like a long hold. Yeah. For that. Just watching them be like disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this is what like disappointment looks mm -hmm. like. It's just them standing there. Not even emoting or anything. But the next, then we go immediately back inside and they're sitting at the table and 
it, we basically find out that the boat didn't come because the storm's coming and shit's getting crazy and boats aren't going to launch and that stuff uh-huh. and go pick them up. So, yep. so they, yep. they trapped there. Woohoo. They're trapped there. And they're hungover. Yeah, that's the most of their concern, right? right. Yeah, so now Pattinson's doing the coal thing again. He's uh, he's putting coal in the boiler. Mm-hmm. And we now see that there's a bottle of alcohol with Pattinson. Yeah. So now we know that he's kind of like not sober anymore. If It seems like he was maybe sober, and that's why he didn't want to drink. Yeah. Because maybe he had like demons that I didn't want to say you know, that. he had in the past. Mm-hmm. So he basically, we see that he has the bottle of alcohol. But he like goes to take a sip, and he thinks better of it. And he like recorks it and says no. But immediately Defoe comes in and says... <laughs> he he says this uh, what is it the dams got to the provisions mm-hmm. which in normal English speak well I guess that is English but uh, normally that what that means is that I their food is spoiled their food is rotten yes which is not good um, so they will need to ration no it is not good because they're going to be stuck there for a while yes the storm has come up and they are not going to be rescued or anything like that so they have to wait it out now Defoe says it will be okay so this is what I thought he meant he said it will be weeks, mm-hmm. meaning I thought that it will be weeks before another ship shows up to come and visit the island. But what he actually is saying, after I wrote this, I figured this out, is that basically they the, the, the ship being missed was like weeks ago. So Pattinson's like reliving these days or something. And Defoe is basically like, you said this already. You've you've been talking about taking the dinghy out, mm-hmm. the, the boat. And trying to go to shore or find find someone, but you've been saying that for weeks. So like we've been here already for a long, a lot more time has passed than you think. Is what I guess what I'm trying to say. Which is what I got confused on because I didn't know which one we were supposed to think was the crazy one. Exactly, and this is the point where I'm just like I I don't know what to believe anymore. We're just seeing scene after scene, and I don't even know if it's real, like if it's if it's actually happening or not. Right. So it did. I it really did make me feel like I was going crazy a little bit watching. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the spirit. Pattinson's, he's still holding out hope that they're going to come. He could, he's basically like, okay, well, maybe they'll come later. He, he he's, he's in shock. He can't really. Right. He's like, no, no, no. Um, they're they're definitely going to come back. Like, just give it a few days. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe's like, eh, I don't think so. So Pattinson's, like, Pattinson is basically questioning his sanity at this point, yes, I think. definitely. Uh, Dafoe starts talking about, like, some, he does this a lot. He goes, he starts about, like, things in his past and mm-hmm. as a way to, like, I guess, change the topic. But he says something in uh, in 1875 there were some workers that were some lighthouse uh, watchers that were marooned on the island for seven months and so yeah. Pattinson's like what? Seven months? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is pretty funny actually. This is like a pretty good comedy bit in this. So Defoe is all freaked out talking about provisions and stuff mm-hmm. and needing to ration. He says follow me and they both have a shovel and they go to the like base of the lighthouse and start digging yeah find this crate and you want to guess what's in that crate? booze baby booze ba- the rest of the world's booze is yeah. in that it's okay it's, it's not so that much, much but there's like bottles and bottles yeah yeah so really what defoe was worried about was running out of alcohol which was kind of funny to me. <laughs> he mm-hmm. because he is he needs that apparently to be sane which doesn't make any well, sense. well now that he's got robbie p drinking again he's got heavy competition i don't think he realized how much of a shit storm he kicked off by getting robert to uh, drink again uh, no and yes so from here on out pattinson is kind of he, off the rails he is, like he is not in control of, no he is sloshed like the rest of the movie and it's kind of hard to tell whether they're both drinking the same amount 
And Defoe just has that tolerance that he can stand that. Because he is, like, unaffected for the most part by this, it seems like. He also seems like he has been a heavy drinker for a long time, whereas if if yes. Robert Pattinson's character stopped for a long time and then picked it back right. up, like, that would kick you right in the face. Oh, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's talking about, you know... They're, aren't they talking yeah, about... So they get drunk, they start to gaslight each other, and... Uh, he starts talking about like eating grass with no teeth. Yeah, he's talking about his sailing days again and and scurvy. Right. Yeah. He's talking um. About and and how they 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 got scurvy and then he so at, during while he's giving this monologue, Pattinson steals a butter knife and like pockets it. Right. Um. So we're we're led to believe like oh he I, I thought he was going to use it to kill him which I did too we'll find out later that he does but it's for other reasons too so he grabs a knife and then he's like wait hold on. Because in, in previous conversations, Defoe had said his leg was broken mm-hmm. or had, had been broken or something like that. And so Pattinson's like, wait a second. So you got scurvy and that's why your leg doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And so he's questioning his story. Well, I'm like, oh, I never said day. I broke it. I It's always been scurvy. Like, you must have just misheard me. Like, mm, I don't think I did. Yes. And so this is where I was like, is Pattinson hallucinating what Defoe said? Right. Or is like, I what we find out, I think, is probably more likely the case defoe is just gaslighting yeah Pattinson he's just lying to him and basically making him go crazy making him think he's crazy yeah. pattinson is now i mean they're both hand presumably hammered yeah um but he starts talking about winslow he, he's like crawling around on the floor he completely gibbering jabbering drunk and mm-hmm. he's talking about winslow and so defoe's kind of like wait a second winslow like, I, that's you i thought that was you like, no yeah, and he's kind of like, no, no, I mean, he, like, he's he's completely... He is shit-faced. You can't really understand him. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I put that Defoe can handle his alcohol and Pattinson can't because mm-hmm. Defoe's just sitting there talking to him and Pattinson's crawling all over the floor. Yeah. And this is, the, this, this is a pretty funny scene, too, where they just start screaming what at each other. Oh, God. That was so obnoxious. Well, Robert Pattinson also is like... Man, you know what I really want? I want a steak. You know what I do with that steak? I'd fuck that steak. And you're like, what? And then Willem Dafoe like takes it as an insult to his cooking, and he's like, take it back. You love my cooking. And then, I'm sorry, Jack. Am I skipping ahead? No, I was just gonna say I've never written what the fuck more in my notes. Oh my god. And then this movie. And then yeah, so fucking Robbie P just going off about wanting to bang a steak and then Willem Dafoe's getting mm-hmm. super butthurt about like Robbie P not liking his cooking. So he's like mm-hmm. this huge excessive sea curse like I hope you die and that like yes. fucking octopus yeah. choke your face off or whatever. Yeah, Dafoe like unleashes this this uh sailor's curse on Pattinson because he won't say he likes his lobster or his cooking in general. And it's an extended thing where it just keeps going on and on. And and this is, I mean, as he's saying this, like he looks like he's in, going crazy. He does. Like his, the way he's he's lit too. It's like from underneath, so it's kind of that like yeah spooky stories vibe where you're doing it underneath your chin yeah. type of thing. That's the kind of lighting we have here on this guy's face. So apparently, he did that all in one take. By the way, I, yeah, I again, the acting is great. It is. Like, it is. It might be kind of nutty and boring what he's saying but like he's delivering it well yeah it's very creepy like that would scare the shit out of me if i was on alone on an island with one person and he just sea cursed me for not liking his cooking and we cut to pattinson and it visibly does he's like okay dude like he's like, he's like 
freaked out now at this point. Have it your way. Jesus. I like your cooking. Oosh. And he was like slobberingly drunk. He like sobers up after that curse. He's just like, oh, yeah. geez. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So now, now we get to see Pattinson like sneaks up. He he now has the so the butter knife. The intention with the butter knife was to steal it so he could potentially pick the lock. Pick that lock to the lighthouse to the top floor of the lighthouse. Yeah. So he's up there trying to do it, and it he can't do it. It just does it. It like won't. Open I think it breaks, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what he he has another idea of what other lock he can pick, which is the bureau that holds the the log book. He he's trying to find that, mm-hmm. um, and he opens it up and it's gone. It's missing. So now he's like, well, I got to get the key mm-hmm. because he wants to go up to the top of the lighthouse. He wants to know what. Uh, yeah, what's up He wants there? to know what is up there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he goes to sleeping Defoe, who is just like, you know, breathing and farting his to his oh heart's content. God. The amount this man snores and just farts, like I would have is normal. Oh my god, oh. would have <laughs> seagulled his ass a long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steven seagulled his ass. Just smash him against a rock. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn, Sid. Listen. You hate farting that much, huh? I hated this movie. <laughs> well, it's good you have a physical copy of this to destroy, right? That's true. Okay, so Pattinson is, like, slowly trying to go for the keys because they're, like, they're sitting next to where Defoe is sleeping. Yeah. So he, he like, goes to do it, and then he he kind of he kind of has, like, a second thought almost, mm-hmm. it feels like. And he grabs the butter knife out of his pocket, and he's about to, like, shove it into Defoe's throat. Yeah. And he wakes up. It's just this one eyeball and, uh, pops open. Yeah. It's it's a cool scene because we just see Defoe's one eyeball, and he's like, that's a weird way to wear your boots, isn't it? And so what he had done, Pattinson had done, is he stuffed the boots into his back pocket and was, like, sneaking around in his socks so he couldn't be hurt. Yeah. Stomping around. So... The foe is like immediately suspicious. Yeah, of he knows something's up. But he literally just wakes up, says that line, and then he says, "Go back and do your chores." And yeah. then he turns on his side and goes back to sleep. God, uh, yes, he does. Jesus. He's like, "Nah, this, and this kid's not gonna kill me." And again, I don't know if it's—I'm not sure what Pattinson's reaction is to here. I, maybe it's the fact that like he can't bring himself to kill him because he's right there he could he could stab him mm-hmm. in the back but he's like again in shock like he's he's just like i can't believe this is happening to me and here's where it starts going down a rabbit hole again we get this like fever dream of pattinson where he is like just constantly drinking he's just like chugging this alcohol yes. and he's fantasizing about having sex with the mermaid sure does there we said it Ooh. Mm-hmm. so get the uh another masturbation scene from him mm-hmm. that's great um and intermixed with all this, we get him pulling up one of the lobster traps, and he opens it, and there's a head in there yeah. with an eye missing. Which I didn't know if that was real or not, because he's been having so many fucking weird visions. Exactly. I almost didn't even write that down, because I was like, I don't think this is real. I think this is right. just another, like him going crazy again. And then he goes on another drinking binge, and uh, or they go on another drinking binge. Yeah. And they're like slow dancing, or they're they're like doing the like... Uh, what is it called? They're like doing the do si do where you're like, yeah, like a little jig together, like arm and arm, arms linked, hopping around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then singing again, too, which said, I know you love that. So good. This is really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it cuts immediately to them like slow dancing with each other, which is pretty good. And they're holding each funny. other oh so tenderly. And Willem Dafoe yeah. is like singing in Rob's ear. 
Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And they kind of pull back from each other, and they're about to kiss each other. Yeah. And then they immediately start fighting because they're like, "We can't do that!" Boom, 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 yeah. and they like start punching each other. There is a slow look into each other's eyes, and then yeah, like Jack said, they immediately both shove each other. And I'm like, just if you had just made out and boned, you would be fine. Except he farts a lot, so I probably wouldn't bone him. Ew. Oh my god. Ew. I... Yes. Yes. Ew. Yes. <laughs> Keep your flatulence so I... to yourself. Again, <laughs> the ass is where the evil lives. The so... ass is where the evil lives. It's true. Uh-huh. In the aisles. In the ass. <laughs> anyway, so they are jolly. They're dancing. They almost, they like slow dance and having a tender moment, almost kiss. Then they fight each other. And then they're back in each other's arms on the floor because they're like exhausted from fighting. That's just silly lover things that's what lovers do that's yeah it's like a teenage tryst that's like a like a stereotypical like high school romance yeah so cute and smelly Uh, yeah i i'm so glad that the if the director could i'm sure he would try to convey what this smells like this movie smells like but i'm glad he doesn't have the technology to do that no thank you Mm. no so as they're uh, holding each other again for the second time pattinson admits that his name is thomas it's kind of funny because he's like Tom Thomas. He's like, yeah, that's my name. He's like, no, I'm Tom too. I I'm lied. Tom too. <laughs> Tommy, my name's Tommy, and not Winslow. So he keeps kind of repeating too, like, I can trust you, right? I can trust you. Mm-hmm. He's like questioning and like he's trying to find like some kind of point that he can lock onto, like, like this is reality, and I think he's trying to use Defoe for this, but it's not working too right. well. Because Defoe is definitely not a reliable narrator. No, 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 definitely. And 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 that's what like it makes you question like what you're seeing. Like again, the head and the lobster trap is that actually real or is it mm-hmm. part of the story? I don't know. Uh, but now we get another. Now now we finally get Pattinson's backstory because yes. he actually talks about his true intentions and what what happened in his life. But he, he basically lets us know that he essentially I don't know if he actually murdered his boss or he just let him die, but he was. I think what's going on here is they were log trappers. Yeah. So maybe they like stood on logs as they went down the river or something. Yeah. And something happened where he avo- he was able to dodge it and his boss, right. who was an asshole to him, imagine that. So he didn't really care if he died, slips and falls. And and then uh, Pattinson does not save Right. Him. Robbie P's character just like stares at him. He's like, I just watched him and I, I didn't push him in. I didn't kill him, even though yep. I wanted to. But I just watched him die. And I was like, well, it's kind of the same thing, maybe a little bit. I don't know if I believe him, though. He's I think maybe him. he had more. To, he was had a more active role in it than like maybe it was a pushing him, you know, pushing. Yeah, him he definitely could have. So so essentially what he did is he assumed Ephraim Winslow's identity yep. to start a new life for whatever reason. So that kind of leads to the, to the thing of like, this guy probably before this time wasn't a really good dude. Cause he was right. like, he had a bad reputation. He was bouncing around job to job, all that stuff. So he basically just took this guy's identity and cause he said, well, how could I get a job if I stayed who I was? Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of Jack? Um, did you ever see the Simpsons? Yes. I'd, I've seen one episode. It was the last episode. What? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've, I've, of course I've seen The Simpsons. You know about The like, Simpsons? What the fuck yes. are you talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to be different again. Uh, did you remember that about uh, Skinner? Like Principal Skinner? No. Because he was like he was in the military, uh, and I can't remember what happened to his commanding officer, but he like 
he was a he was a bad dude mar, 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 but he like he thought his officer was dying so uh he took his officer's name and then became principal skinner but then the officer decades later comes to town oh. he's like oh that's me like i'm actually skinner and so they kind of like boot principal skinner and he drives away and he's like up yours children and but they find out they don't like the new guy so they they bring back skinner they get he's back. like but i'm the real skinner and they're like yeah but you're boring get out of here <laughs> so uh yeah same same thing totally the same thing same thing same, same thing I, I bet everyone in ephraim's life is like we didn't even like that guy from so uh, yeah you're you're welcome to come just you can be yeah, him it's okay. so much better <laughs> no thank you for that i I I feel like I've watched a lot of Simpsons, but there's just too much to watch all. There's of it. a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot mm -hmm. of it. Uh, but that sounds like a good episode. And I feel like "Up Yours Children" is a iconic thing because I feel like I've heard that before. Up yours. Children. Or maybe I just say that a lot. <laughs> you probably just say that yeah. a lot. It's like my hi, hi, how's it going? You know. <laughs> yeah. Same thing for you. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, this is where it gets weird again. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I this was confusing. And I again use a WTF because mm. this is it's littered throughout my notes yes. here. We see Pattinson standing at the top of the lighthouse. Mm. It kind of it, it repeats this thing where Defoe keeps saying, "Why'd you spill the beans?" Or something. Why'd like you that. spill and your beans, like Tommy? Why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? Yeah. And so we get in this kind of like it just gets like louder. Yeah, we get this like slow tracking from the house through the like corridor up to the top of the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Um, and we see on the outside, like railing or, or platform, not inside the lighthouse proper, but on the platform, mm -hmm. we see that Pattinson's standing over a body, and we don't know who it is because it's like face down. So he goes to turn him over, and at, at first I thought it was supposed to be Defoe, but I guess it's probably supposed to be the real Ephraim yeah, Winslow. Like his grief is coming out, or his fear of getting caught, right. or something. He's starting to starting to regret it, maybe, or something oh, like that. Meaning, yeah. But then behind Pattinson is William Defoe, and guess what? He is rocking a birthday suit. Sure is. He is completely nude. Butt ass naked. All right. Woo. And he's just with the gaze of a lighthouse looking straight at Pattinson and like I don't know what this is supposed That's to mean. So but it was very uh Ugh. it was very uh kind of maybe in that pretentious Yeah, maybe like a little you. bit though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like like maybe it's meant to mean like Defoe is literally shining his light on Pattinson's life and like he knows what he did and like he's exposed and all this stuff. Shine a light on me. Yeah, great. Thanks. We're going to have to like have a greatest hits at some point and put them all together for of you. Of all my stupid songs. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So now we just immediately cut to um, Pattinson is just running towards a dock and he tries to get into a into the boat, the only boat that the, that is on the island apparently. Yeah. And he, he has Defoe is right behind him with an axe. Yes. So he tr he like tr he gets a life vest on. And he tries to like push the boat down to to escape, mm -hmm. and Defoe just starts chopping the boat into pieces and says, "You're not. Don't leave me. Don't, don't leave, leave me." So me. he has some separation anxiety. Right? It's unhealthy. Well, um, come on, let's get some therapy, bud. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You had that whirlwind of a night yeah. with Pattinson before that, but. Gotta let it go. Put your pants on. You'll find another second man. Let it go. Please. Put your pants on. Let it go and go away. Let it go. Put your pants on. Yellow snow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I had to throw a little uh, little Zappa reference in there. Yeah. Don't eat the yellow snow. Don't eat. Um, <laughs> don't do it. So yeah. So basically, we Pattinson is being chased by Defoe. Yeah. Defoe is like madman crazy. He has an axe. Yeah. He's he's chasing him and doing pretty good for having a bad leg. Right. What the fuck? Come on, scurvy, help yeah. me out. Chew the grass. Chew the grass. Chew or grass. don't chew it. Pattinson gets like he runs into the house and Defoe is right behind him and he basically just like axes he like slams the table with the axe and just leaves it there. Yeah. And they're done with the chase and now they're back into talking mode yeah. for some reason. Back to gaslighting. Um he Willem basically says, like, You're nuts. You tried to kill me. You chased me around with an axe. And Rob's like, What what? <laughs> no, that was you. Yeah, he He's like, I'm going to report you to the, like, United States Lighthouse Association or whatever and mm-hmm. make sure you have a, something on your record. And then he accuses of him of, of smashing the boat. So now Pattinson's like, what, what, are, what is going on right now? Right. Like, he's, he's questioning everything. But he has enough clarity to accuse Defoe of killing his last assistant. Mm-hmm. And he starts laughing like crazy. He's like, yeah, I figured it out. I solved it. And he he mentions the head in the lobster pot, yeah. which now Defoe's like, oh, okay. He kind of knows what's going on here, and maybe he actually did kill his last person. Uh, maybe he did. And he also accuses him of hiding something up at the top of the lighthouse um, mm-hmm. because he because he won't let him won't up let there. him up there basically. Yeah, right. But Defoe says that Pattinson is going crazy, and that he was the one, uh, he was the one that smashed the boat, mm-hmm. and then he also asked for the knife back, so he knows he had the butter knife, which is like, dude, yeah. So playing the long game there, Defoe. Willem sees more than he lets on. Yes, pretty much everything it seems like. Yeah, he's like the all-seeing eye. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then I just said because he has this line where he, <laughs> I just say. Oh my fucking god! They're out of drink. Is what Defoe Defoe says they're out of drink, yep. and I'm like, this is a problem Uh-oh. for Defoe. He see, he took it pretty easily. He he didn't didn't seem too distraught. But then I don't know what the hell's going on here. Again, I'm going crazy at this point. They start drinking oil or something. Yeah, I think it was. Like is that what's going oil. on? Oil. I think so because that's like the only liquid they had left. And then they're like, and it was like this like goo stuff. They they were like pounding on their chests and like going crazy. They were going nuts. Yeah, we're so manly. Just like the storm is going crazy now. It's like a, you know, it's the same thing. There's a storm. Okay, whatever. Metaphor. So the they're like, (laughs) they're like under the table with the axe on it and like giggling and like, (laughs) and then the the wave, waves just like crash through the windows and like flood the house. And it's that's the how day. the house got flooded. Yeah, because I, I was confused. Well, it, and again, it happened, and then I'm like, well, it, it like comes back up to the morning, and we're the, the wall's not gone or anything. So I'm like, was that even real? Right? Or did they just? Leave but the I think water it just busted on. the window out. Okay, <laughs> that would be hilarious if they just left the water. They're just ankle deep in that cistern water mm. with the seagulls in it. <laughs> Grody. So yeah, the, basically. The place is trashed. Mm-hmm. The, the the house is trashed because the wave like smashed through the window. Floating in the water though, Pattinson notices that the logbook that he'd been looking for is just right there. So he oh, picks no. it up and then he starts flipping through the pages, and we can tell from his reaction on his face that he does not look like what he is seeing. Yeah. But we don't get to see what it is yet. Right. And he starts just berating Defoe, mm-hmm. and Defoe's like, "You're relieved of your duties," and. Ha- Pattinson's like good and he just like walks and grabs the logbook and then comes over and like is reading it to Defoe mm-hmm. 
And what we find out is basically Defoe was basically putting in all of this, like Pattinson's lazy. He's not doing his job right. He, and like I, he broke stuff. He's, he's drinking on the job. He should get like severance with no pay. Severance with no pay. And that's when Pattinson is like going irate at this point. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're not even a sea captain. Yeah. And, and again, like Pattinson is doing great here. He's he's mm-hmm. he's acting unhinged, but he's he's doing a good job. Accusing Defoe of all this stuff. Yeah, it was it was good. I really liked it. Mm. But he soon because he comes back to like the subordinate status because he's like on his knees and like, please just show me what's in the top of the lighthouse. Like he's begging him to do this now. Please. Defoe basically is like, dude, you kill the seagull. So we're not friends anymore. We're, like, we're cursed because so you I'm, killed that fucking seabird. And Defoe is like poking him. He's like pushing him and like mm-hmm. he's he's trying to intentionally get him to fall over the edge mentally because he's like yeah. he's talking about all this all this stuff and you know he's he's basically just making Pattinson feel like he's going even further insane, I guess. Yeah. But there's also this weird part now where Pattinson hallucinates that Wake is Ugh. Ephraim. Yeah. Like he turns into Ephraim, the guy that died. He turns into Ephraim and then while he's like on top of Willem Defoe choking him out, he turns into this weird Willem Dafoe turns into this weird sea god, and he's like laughing at him, like Poseidon almost. He looks like Poseidon or Neptune. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. And so when that happened, I'm like, okay, we're just okay. Long All long. that whole Neptune curse thing like makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. But yeah, so he like starts choking Pattinson with his like tentacle. Yeah. But then Pattinson just starts punching him in the face, and finally, like the tentacle disappears, and then it's just Pattinson and Dafoe, but he's like completely like just beat him up. He beats the shit out of him. Can I say it again? Yeah. Uh, along with chores, I'm going to say it gets weirder. That's another yeah! line that's just like Woo-hoo! an ever-present, mm-hmm. ever-common thing here. He... Oh, God, this part. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm going to say? Mm-hmm. So now he is basically like, bark. Pattinson is telling Defoe to bark. Mm-hmm. Bar- Defoe is like on his side, like curled up in the fetal position because he's been... Because he shit got the shit kicked out of him, yeah. So he's telling him to bark. And Pattinson finally yells at him to do it. And he's finally like, arf, arf. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. So now like, we just get this weird thing where, like, all of a sudden now Defoe, like, defaults to being a dog. Yeah. For, like, a good minute. Like, Rob Pattinson leads him outside. He's on his hands and knees. And there's a rope tied around Willem Defoe's neck. And he is just pretending to yeah. be a dog. Mm-hmm. And... Pattinson leads him to the hole where they dug up the alcohol, the creative alcohol, yes. um, by the lighthouse. And he tells him to go down into the hole, and Defoe does so. He rolls down in there. And then he just starts, <laughs> like, shovel full at a time, just starts throwing dirt on Defoe. Burying him alive. As he has another monologue. Oh, my God. Defoe is, cannot shut the fuck up. And it's incoherent, too. I mean, it's just like... Right. But I, I have a feeling this is probably real. I mean, he was just having, like, dirt thrown into his mouth and face yeah. the whole time and was still continuing the speech. Like, it was kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah, he had to, like, keep his eyes closed and he just starts chewing on the dirt. I'm like, that... Ugh. Yeah, disgusting. Ugh. And I just kind of put... Because he at one point he just stops monologuing and he's silent. So I'm like, is he dead? Right. And I think Pattinson thinks the same thing because he basically just goes down and is like frantically searching his body for the keys. Yeah, because he wants to get and in that lighthouse, him. boy. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> it's the beacon. Yeah. Everyone come to the beacon. That's right. 
He finds the keys, rips them out, then goes immediately inside. So he leave he leaves the foe just kind of half covered with dirt, leaving in a hole. Right. But yeah. as he he goes inside and then kind of turns around and the foe is behind him with the axe, which is interesting because the axe was in the table before. So I don't know how he got it so quick because Pattinson's was... standing right in front of the table, basically. That's what I was wondering too. Yeah. So he, he, the foe comes up and like he chop he like puts the axe into uh, Pattinson's shoulder. Yep. And Pattinson's like. You know, he doesn't react. He's just kind of like, ow, that hurt, but I'm going to pull this out. Uh-huh. Or no, he, he he gets axed, and then he reaches over and grabs like a metal kettle, and then just immediately like bashes William Defoe in the face. Mm-hmm. He falls down. He pulls the axe out and then just chops his head. So I think he's dead now. Now he's dead, yeah. Dead Z's. Defoe's gone. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yep, yep. He like takes a pull on the oil and then finally goes up to see the actual lighthouse. Yeah, the- the oil thing is weird. I don't is this get a it. thing? I not not so. You're very 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 smart is, from what our yeah what we've gathered so far this episode. Can you enlighten us on is drinking oil get you fucked up? Do and you drink oil? First of all, we're gonna preface and say do not drink oil. Don't do it. I mean, oil is gonna have at least some kind of caloric value, right? So okay, you got that. Maybe that's it. It's just part of the rations. <laughs> I love, Sid just thumbs down. Doesn't like that explanation. Gross. It was worth a shot. I don't know. I, I guess we're just led to believe that they are so desperate, they're going to drink anything in sight at this point. So Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Pattinson's like triumphant. Like, I got the keys. I'm going to the top. I did it. Of the lighthouse. But he's he's like crawling. He's. I mean, he also has like an axe wound in his shoulder. So, mind you, he's injured. But he's like crawling up the stairs. Finally gets the key in. Turns the lock. Opens the door. Mm. And he kind of just stands on the stairs. And the light, I don't know how to describe I don't know. I have no idea what a lighthouse light looks like. I don't know if it looks like the way this thing looked like, but it was like a almost kind of prism-y where it right. had like a lot of weird contours on the on the glass. It's a, it's a Fresnel lens. Oh. There you go. Yeah. It's got them little ridges that helps direct the light forward instead of, you know, your light's going to emit everywhere. So you get that Fresnel lens to keep it angled. Yeah. Straightforward. I don't know. I could be bullshit. I don't know what the fuck. That I'm sounds right. So you wouldn't <laughs> fucking lie to us. I know that. Yeah. Are you? No. No. Never. What are you a liar? You know the secret to eternities in the middle of every lighthouse. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. I hate well, that. that's what Pattinson's about to find out mm. because he just stands on the stairs and like the the light is rotating and it kind of at one point just stops and like a little door opens, which is, you know, theoretically how they would change the light bulb mm-hmm. or the like a giant bulb. And it opens. We don't see what he's looking at, no. but he is staring at it. Like it's the most amazing thing he's ever seen. Yeah. He's, he's enraptured by it. He's overcome. He then, he, he like kind of reaches towards it. And then it seems like he's having a pleasurable time because yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, this is great. Oh good. That quickly turns into him screaming his fucking brains out. Like, yeah. it was so intense how, how much he was screaming. Yeah, he screamed a lot. He does that for a while, and then he, like, just, I don't know, trips and falls down the stairs, presumably breaks something. But then he, he falls down the entire spiral of the lighthouse, yeah. which is, like, 30 yes. feet. And that's it. We... We kind of fade to gray, like we faded into this movie with gray, and then we get this this one last scene where it's just Pattinson 
laying naked on the rocks as seagulls tear at his flesh, which I don't know if that's like a Prometheus reference with his liver and stuff. I think but so. Yeah. So, and then we kind of just fade away off of that. Yeah, so, woo, this was ta-da. fun. Thanks a lot for this pick, Jack. Thanks. I really liked it. Ta-da, caca! You're welcome. Ta-da, caca! Ta-da, fuck off! Sid, I'm just so I'm I'm just glad that you uh, I won't say I'm glad (laughs) Oh god, the eyes Um, Yes, Jack (laughs) You got it, what? um, Let's just, we'll just end it there Oh, that's wise, good good call Yeah, this was trash That's what they call me Trash? Why is Jack? Well (laughs) Trash? This sucks It was definitely like, this is I will say this is probably the newest thing we've reviewed, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> Does that make that sound anything? Ooh. Okay. Mm, Sid Sid did not like this movie. I don't think, and I I did not enjoy it. I was like in between her and good. I don't know. Like I think I was somewhere in the middle. Not 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 necessarily neutral because. There were parts I liked. We we talked about it. The acting is good. Acting the is acting good. is very yes. good. Yes. And uh, we were also talking. I I like how they presumably the director made sure that like a lot of the set pieces and stuff were like historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed that part of it too. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, other <laughs> probably no. Yeah. I mean, you're but other than that, right? I'm sure you are. I I don't I don't know. I'm just guessing. I have I have no idea. But it was. Uh, it was a trip down, like it was just into madness. It was it was crazy because I I was second, like we were saying previously, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if a certain thing I was seeing was actually happening or if it was just in one of the characters' imaginations. But right. it was it was a trip. It was that. That's true. So Sid, I know this is your this is gonna be your favorite part because mm-hmm. we have a clear, definite final femme that survived this movie. Is it the birds? The mermaid. Oh, the mermaid! Yes, oh. she did. Good for yeah. her. So, her little shark genitalia. What are we gonna serve the screaming shark genitalia <laughs> mermaid Gross. thing? All right, so she is getting. It's called the Lost Sailor Cocktail. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from rentayacht.com.au, and it is ten. Rent a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> ten nautical okay. cocktails to add to your sailing holiday. So this one is called the Lost Sailor, which I thought was appropriate. Mm-hmm. It is 30 milliliters of Marsala wine dry, 15 milliliters of gin, and 15 milliliters of Campari. You pack the ice into a glass, you add the gin to the glass, then you add the Campari and wine and stir, and that's it. Okay. Simple. Nice and nice and nice and simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think the so again they were they. They drank all of the world's alcohol yes. in this movie. Like, yeah. do you think, was it gin, vodka? It was a clear liquid in a clear bottle. So it was some kind of something like that, I guess. Um, 19, 1800s, probably gin. I feel like gin would have been easier to get a hold of than vodka at the time, right? Okay. Okay. It, it makes sense, I guess. And Because gin was... I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Gin was super popular in the 1800s in uh, England. So that would have been easier to get your hands on. Okay. Rather than like vodka, vodka. from like Russia. Yeah. Like Russia's a little farther away. Yeah. Okay. Well, that um, that kind of clears that up. Because I was curious what that liquid was, mm-hmm. that mystery liquid. But what I would have them drink, mm-hmm. 
is something a little lighter. We don't need any of these shots. We're done partying. It's it's not frat time anymore. Don't do those shots. We need to sip on a nice... No, don't do shots. Don't do shots. We need to sip on a nice brew here. Oh. And the brew I picked was an Odell Brewing Company Isolation Ale. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I think they would love that. Yeah. You know? It's appropriate. I mean, really, it would... I. Yeah. So... What they would be experiencing is maybe some, you know, it, it's a pretty light beer. It's six percent, um, but it's it has some nice caramel notes. Oh, caramel. So, add caramel to your your potato, chicken, and vegetable dinner. Or maybe your lobster dinner. I mean, you're living like a king with this kind with these combinations. Yeah. Of flavors, or these flavor profiles. So hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I would ice isolation ale. Um, okay. For no other reason than the name fits what this movie is. That's it. It does. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes. I did want to, I'm sorry. I don't want to extend this any further, but I do want to call out the last, the, the end credit song mm-hmm. was actually pretty good. It was like a sea shanty song and it was called doodle. Let me go. It was performed by A.L. Lloyd. Yeah. And I got a kick out of it as, as I was watching the it's just credits roll this there. Plucky jaunty tune after we've just seen birds pluck out Robert's insides. So cool. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it quite contrasted the yes, it did <laughs> the feeling of this movie. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions or concerns, I guess for us about this movie, or if you want to kind of tell us any nice facts that we missed there, yeah. you can reach out to us, mm-hmm. finalfempodcast at gmail.com. Direct them all to Jack. Sure, sure. I you know I comb through that. Um and delete most of them. <laughs> okay. But every once in a while we get a good one. All right. Yeah. We don't delete well, I'm, your emails. I'm harsh. I'm a hard gate. I'm a harsh gatekeeper. We I'm do sorry. not delete your emails. No, we don't. No. But you can also reach us on or follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's at Final Fem Podcast. I probably should have had this list up. What is our next movie? I fucking <laughs> I don't have this ready to go. Hold on. I don't either. Uh... One second here. We're going to go a little higher than a lighthouse for our next movie. We're going to go into space with Alien. Oh, Alien's next. Woo, that's a fun one. I'm so glad we shared our list with Sully. I'm so glad yeah. he's in the know with this stuff. Yeah, it, thank you, Sully. We're going to get our HR Geiger on, baby. baby. I love Geiger canners. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> you can count some Geigers, I'm All telling you. Right. You'll count the Geiger set pieces. Yeah, so Alien is next. Um. So Also, what I was going to say is... Yeah. If you, uh, wherever you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could rate us um, nicely, hopefully, but rate us, um, it would help our visibility and help more people to find us um, because we're really looking to grow this year. So that would be helpful. Oh, also, unrelated. Yeah. um, My mom wrote in with something and she told me it was okay if she, if I talked about it. So is that okay, Jack? (laughs) You have the floor. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so my mother texted me after listening to the Conjuring episode and also our bitching about uh, the exorcism, exorcist. And she said, I looked up exorcism. Non-Catholics and non-Christians can have an exorcism if the local bishop says it's okay. No need for the Vatican to be involved. So there you go. Okay. Take that. So what we know, what we know for a fact is Bishop was a little bitch. We know that. <laughs> I don't think that's my mom didn't text me and be like, lol, that bishop's a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm saying that because okay. he was a little fraidy cat. He was. Bishops be bitching. Well, regardless, thank you, mom, for the uh, information. I appreciate it. 
Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Thank you, Mama Sid. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I think that's it, Jack. Well, I'm just making sure. I think so. I was just seeing if you had any final positive words about this movie, but I'll, I'm not going to keep holding my breath. Hold on. Wait, I, I didn't catch that last part. What was that? I said absolutely not. Do we have any other emails? No, because I I, I did accidentally hit delete on those. So, Jack! Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I'm just kidding. No, we don't. Okay. No. So, uh, thank you for joining us yes. for The Lighthouse. Thank you movie that was a harrowing journey for both of us i think uh-huh but again let us know if you if you enjoy it or not you can email us but we will see you next time when we discuss alien Ooh. goodbye everyone bye